I know what the issue is. It's because I changed those logos, so it added some link to that video. What's up, Eric? How you doing? What's up, Mikey? Welcome, Welcome. to Welcome. our favorite part of the week. Not just Tontos. Not just Tontos. It's our favorite part of the week, too. And it's funny because right now you see Tonto posting yet our, our little eye symbol. Oh, there it goes. Because I was like, wait a minute. We ain't got I, nobody watching <laughs> us. Nobody's sucker. watching yet. Tonto's commenting. So Earth. what's up, Tonto? We appreciate you. Yeah. You're back on top again. First one. Yeah, today. one in a row doesn't make a streak, though. So we'll see you next week, pal. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Eric. How was your week, buddy? It's been interesting, Michael. It has yeah. been an interesting week. I do appreciate all of humankind and mankind and all the homo What's sapiens up, Brian out Roof? there. How you doing, buddy? Brian Roof, we're just talking about you. Your ears must be ringing. Yep. Your ears must be ringing. So you had a good week. We had a good week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, we were sharing the yeah, love, Tonto. Love the love, love. Yeah. Love absolutely. is love. Hey, <laughs> were you in here just about 30 seconds before yeah, we, we were talking about that like were you love? seriously not on there we were talking us. about that kind of love Let's... love is love love is love i gotta float okay here somewhere unless in, it's in my eyeballs enough enough with dun, that dun, dun. hey uh so your week was good welcome everybody Tommy. to the contagion effect show where we talk to your veterans and hear some amazing stories talk about mental health talk about whatever comes up and uh, tonight will be another one of those great stories. Look at all these people talking. Gary Miller, Mobile Tax Service. What's up, fellas? Mike, so you just said we're going to find out a good story, right? And I don't want to jump the gun, but how long does oh, it boy. take you to walk 2.6 million plus mile steps? 2.6 million miles? 2.6 million steps. <laughs> I don't think I can do it How long do you think lifetime? it would take you? 2.6 million steps. 2.6 million steps. We're going to find out here at the Contagion Effect show. Yeah, but I have a feeling our guest is in much better shape than either one of us. He's probably he's probably two of us. <laughs> well, Wait. Not, yeah, not it that probably way. Takes two he's of probably him. half of us. That, yeah. There you go. And then uh, X, hold on, one, seven, carry the two. Use yeah, your toes. Use your toes. Yeah. If you need hey, to. my green leprechaun would like to say hello to you in blue. <laughs> and then he'd like hat. to say in red and white. Because we're all inclusive, so the red, white, and the blue. Everybody's been wondering, uh, green, when you're using green screen yeah. on what your happens? clothing, uh, it makes it transparent. So I should go get the sheet. Just FYI. I should go get the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brian Roof was actually on my TikTok Live. We went a little TikTok Live earlier, and we were driving down the Altamont. Yeah, so he probably, he, he would have seen how many Red Bulls you had. What's up, Donald? <laughs> Double D. Thank you for joining us. Cracking fellers. So what did you do? What made this week so great? Or are you just. You know what? It's just, you know. BS. You got to find the positivity because <laughs> if someone's always negative. <coughs> BS. I'm looking at you, pal. I, I know who you're looking at. I'm I know looking at you, pal. I know who you're. If you're always negative, you're going to get negativity. If you're positive. I'm positive that you'll be positive and you'll bring positivity into your life. I'm positive. I try to start positive every day, but I'm also positive. Yeah, bro. But your job sucks. And I admit that your job sucks. <laughs> the negativity. But the, but the positive part is you make money. <laughs> got his nose wet. Bro, was that not awesome or what? <sighs> you guys didn't even get to see the fingernail painting or any of that. So. Oh, I have a tutu also. <laughs> Mama Alec, greetings and salutations. Thank you. For joining us for giving birth to this human oh, over here he is the negative awesome one. guy love this man 
And thank you, Mama Alec. You rock. Yeah. You You're rock. Funny. All right, let's get let's get some Gary real quick. Do you dread having to do your taxes? Does the mere thought of it make your head spin? Miller's Mobile Tax Service is here for you. We will handle your individual or business taxes. We will come to you to prepare your taxes. We are skilled, professional, and ready to get started for you. Call 209-678-8515. Thank you, Gary. We always appreciate Gary Miller up here in the Contagion Effects show. Always. What did Ryan Roof say? Positive feeling equals positive results. You are right. Until the people around you are all negative and then it brings you down. But you can change that because that's what we do here. Is that what we do here? That's what we do here at the green. Hey, I'm live on TikTok right now, but are you? I need to find the fancy thing where they can input the audio into that. We'll have to figure that out one day. Input our audio into yeah. TikTok? If you take the average foot size length of stride and average most Americans, it would take 416 <laughs> of course, hours. Gary. Of course, the mathematician guru would have a number. He just like, can't oh. spell. It's all good. <laughs> the, he's good at math. <laughs> just messing with you, Gary. Uh, length of stride and average health of most Americans, it would take 416 and three quarters hours oh, to walk hours. two and a half million steps. Well, what is what is 416 hours divided by 24? You're looking at uh, like, come on, do it in your do it in your head. I'll be I'll be absolutely sixteen. Let's see, seventeen. Thank you. Not bad, buddy. Not bad for Modesto City Schools education. Whoop, whoop. No, Tonto. We uh, I got to go back and fix it. It's, no, it's he cool. likes the sound. He didn't say anything about your voice. Sucks. No, the voice. Your sucks. voice sounds like crap. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate. Although your it's help. a great ad, and we're appreciate thanks for the Gary. positivity. <laughs> but I'm positive your voice sucks on it. But I love the ad. We thanks for the support, well, I hate Gary my Miller. Voice overall, so thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Apparently, you need a sound box. Sound box. All right. You'll have cool. to look that up. I'll Google that. I'll Google that. You'll Google that. All right. Google dolls. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'm ready to get going. Yeah. So yeah. we're just gonna jump right to it. So no, we're not. We're gonna jump. We're gonna jump right Scotty. to Scotty Hastings. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, the times and places they may change, but one thing stays the same. The stories that they tell about going through hell. If you think they wouldn't do it all over again, would you just don't? And we got a new story today, so I'm excited. Ladies and gentlemen, Boys welcome and girls. to the Contagion Effect show where we bring you people that walk a lot of steps. <laughs> Why would he walk from, so many steps from Sanford, North Carolina to Austin, Texas and document it throughout the entire for all the entire world to see? 
is because he's raising funds to help disabled veterans with no charge, right? I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a link. I'm going to have uh, we're gonna scroll through some things on his his TikTok and for his page. Him being Jason Rhodes of Reno Vet Mission. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. What's up, Jason? Welcome to the game. Hey, it's great, good to see you. Dude, that is a great deal, man. You know, I, I, we saw you on another podcast, Brian Roof. Appreciate every it. Day Thank you, say, yeah, every day is a Saturday. Thank you, sir. Um, I, I was scrolling through and I see him talking to you. And then this dude's walking from freaking North Carolina, which is a great state. And walks all the way to Austin, Texas, which is another cool state in the union here. And I thought, I'm like, well, why is he doing like, is like, it? For us, go. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> no running. No running. No running. He, he just no running. <laughs> I got like a lot of questions because I'm like, you know, like, what was the hardest part? What was the scariest part? What was this part? But first, we would like to I'm find out. Go away, because. But we'd like to find out where Jason Rhodes grew up went to school and why you became a veteran well uh i grew up in the outer banks of north carolina right on the coast uh grew up surfing diving my dad was an underwater bridge inspector so that's where we moved um and uh you know just going through life and uh he was in the army vietnam era uh 82nd airborne so it just kind of came natural i guess to get you know into the into the service you know um, so I was, uh, 17 years old. I'd gotten into a lot of trouble and, uh, got out of jail and, uh, walked my ass again, <laughs> walking, uh, three miles to the, uh, <laughs> to the recruiter's office. And, uh, the only ones that would take me were the Navy. So, uh, I really? quit school. Yep. Quit school. Right. Got my, I, you know, when I walked in, uh, the first, the first office on the right, which was my goal to begin with was the Marine Corps. Yeah. And, uh, and the, I guess they were going through changes in the late nineties, um, where they weren't, you know, dealing with too many people with criminal records. Um, and I had just been put on a year and a half probation and, uh, he pretty much told me to get out. Um, uh, you know, so I, I continued on to the army and he told me the same thing. And I went to the air force. They said the same thing. And the last, the last room was the Navy. And he said, I'll have you out of here by your 17th birthday. I said, let's do it. So uh, he knew the judge pretty well, and uh, You're got such me. a badass that they freaking said no, man. Like that's crazy. No, I, 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 it was something ass, but I think it was dumbass. I don't think it was bad. <laughs> but uh, but you know, um, yeah. So uh, the the recruiter knew the um, the judge really well. I had to pay off my restitution of fifty five hundred dollars, and the judge let me off of probation. And seventeen years old, I was shipped off to boot camp from Raleigh Meps and the RDU airport and left in board shorts, flip flops and a tank top and found my ass in Chicago, which was not where really? I thought I was going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't tell you everybody in the Navy goes to Chicago. Well, you know, I, I'd heard <laughs> there was rumor. There was a base in California and <laughs> which happened yeah. to be where I bought my first house was uh, oh. where they level out off of a uh, Rosecrans. I think it was Rosecrans. They had leveled, the whole base and built military housing there or not military housing, but that's where most people, um, you know, in the military, in the Navy, they were stationed in 32nd street, Naval base, Naval base, uh, bought houses. That's where I bought my first house. So, uh, but yeah, I was thinking I might look up and just go to boot camp in San Diego, but it wasn't there. So I was in the, the windy city and freezing, 
freezing cold in flip flops and board shorts because <laughs> it's still nice in North Carolina in November. So. <laughs> that description screams maybe. Yeah, we have, yeah. right? I mean, geez. Yeah. But that so, I'm still I'm still kind of laughing at the fact that the Navy. Well, I guess since he knew the judge or whatever, you yeah, know, the, that it had, well, and and they probably were missing quota something. I don't know. Right. Um, you know, it, it was it was crazy. Um, I'll tell you, I, I say crazy. It's not a funny part of it, but you know, his son and I. After I got my recruiter's son and I became pretty good friends. We went to church together um, when I got home, and uh, his son was uh, actually involved in a, in a drinking and driving accident and passed away. Um, uh, you know, it was just kind of weird how our paths met that way too, you know, cause I didn't know that that was his dad until the day of the funeral. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Hey, but, real yeah. quick, real quick. If you use ironic, <laughs> I've learned the hard way. Hey, you know, I got a funny story. Well, it's not really funny. The guy dies, but it's kind of yeah. ironic to the situation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's a situation. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it happened. Situation. I mean, there's uh, a funny story, but yeah, you know. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, that's that's pretty much uh, you know, I wanted to go into service, and I had an opportunity to go into the Navy, and uh, I, I I took advantage of it. Um, tried uh, tried my hand at buds, and uh, DOR'd out of that, and uh, went straight to a boat, and uh, you know, I was a gunner's mate, and that's what I did. I worked on guns on a on a, on a destroyer, two different destroyers. So which ones? Which ones? Uh, the USS Elliot, and the USS Fletcher we decommissioned both of them. So after uh, you got off of them. <laughs> well, we took, we took, yeah, we took both of them uh, on their last deployments, decom to Elliot. And then oh, we wow. actually flew over, flew over the Perth, Australia as the Fletcher was coming back from its second to last deployment. And then we did a duty swap in Perth and then took it on its last one, brought it back and decommissioned oh, wow. it. So we were in the middle of decommissioning it during my during my EOS, my end of service obligation, or end of obligated service. So, uh, so, so yeah. With you with you working on the guns, did you have to basically disassemble them too as part of that uh, process, or they leave them? Yes. Yeah, so when I first got to the Elliot, I was actually stationed as a missile tech, which was with the vertical launching system, the Tomahawks. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen them oh, on the front cool. of the Warriors. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, gunner, gunner's mates don't, you know, guns guys and missile techs kind of have a, you know, that uh, they kind of clash a little bit. You know, you're not a real gunner's mate, you know, but uh, but, you know, later on in, in my military uh, career, I, I should say, I swapped over to guns because they had a position open for a second class petty officer. So I actually did get to work on the five inch gun mount as well as small arms. So, yeah, we disassembled, cleaned, repaired 50 cals, nine millimeters, the Beretta was back then the Mossberg shotgun and we actually had you know the good old M14s on our boats <laughs> so, so uh oh, so you had to deal with all the all the small arms too not just the big yeah absolutely okay. yep and then uh so and then that kind of led me into um you know obviously my love for guns I became a line captain you know helping people call with their pistols and shotgun and rifle calls and 50 cal calls stuff like that too so oh nice that's cool so uh how long were you in? Uh, six years from 98 to 04, from November of 98 to November of 04. Okay. So, what made you decide that this was it? Uh, I can say that between 99 and 2000, there was a lot of changes that happened that uh, were coming down through the, the pipeline. And I just, I, I know me, um, I, I think they were even trying to get us where we couldn't cuss, we couldn't smoke. I was like, this is the Navy, man. Like, it cuss like a sailor's a thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> and I don't know how I'm supposed literally to. Literally a whole not, 
<laughs> so uh so it just a lot of changes were happening and then um you know i i had i had lost a, a buddy of mine while i was in um and you know it just kind of it was just time i was going through a divorce at the same time you know at my eos was up and i was like you know what i think i just want to go home for a little bit i think i want to go home and try to regroup and do something different you know what i mean so so did you do the whole navy thing and got married right when you got in Ah, uh, yeah, against my step, against my dad's better better judgment. What is it, what is it <laughs> you about know? the Navy? That's all you hear. Oh, is everybody man, in the Navy, God. like they instantly like come idiots. out of boot camp training, and boom, hey, yep. let's get married. Hundred hundred percent, exactly what happened. Married my, the, you know, the girl I dated in high school, um, and uh, you know, wound up not working out. And then uh, even after I came home, we tried to work it back out again, and and it just for about a year, and uh, just didn't didn't happen so you know it, you know there's a there's i think they have a divorce rate for guys in the navy you know it's like 85 percent. so oh, yeah i think we talked <laughs> about it with dad bod yeah. veteran is there is it's super duper high yeah like the Very marriage high. rate's super high and then the divorce rate is super high well you know they even have a, a club in san diego and i don't know if i can talk about it i don't know if it's taboo but i've been out for long enough i really don't give a shit but uh, it's called the westpac widows like, like when your guys go on westpac their wives go to this bar to pick up boyfriends for you know nine ten eleven months <laughs> so wow, like, hey. wow. So, no yeah man. oh i was thinking of the uh <laughs> the, the, the... <laughs> spit it out spit it out go ahead the, the the beagle the regal there, beagle uh, the regal beagle there's, there's brian who's waiting for that damn semen damn semen i'm the telling you semen joke uh, you, you know it, it's Everyone funny because i look at I, I look at everything now and i'm thinking you know i'm 41 i probably would have still been in if i had decided to stay in for a career and then i see this damn new recruitment video they got coming out with and i'm thinking man i can't wait for all the i told you so jokes to come out <laughs> like, kind you know, of we, bed with that, huh? yeah, yeah we've been like, fighting we've been fighting that stereotype for hundreds of years and they just fucked it off <laughs> that's why that's why aiden is is absolute my son is is looking at he was the navy was recruiting him hard and now he's like yeah it's air force or marines only yeah man you know it's it's you know, it's generational differences too. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, the generations that have, that have come up, you know, and that was another reason that I got out was I seen all the senior chiefs and master chiefs that had been in for 20, 20 plus years, they were getting out. So we had nobody to carry on the traditions, you know? Um, and, and, you know, I was only around for, you know, a year with some of these guys and I didn't get the, I didn't get to get all the knowledge from them I could get, you know, so there was no way right. I could carry it on. And then I seen the new class of chiefs that were coming up and I was like, ah, uh. <laughs> i'm not i'm not feeling it yeah yeah so what's you know. up mr signer welcome to the show hey so while you were in uh did you deploy yeah we went on three west packs um all three pretty much bahrain um you know okay. off the ghost or off the ghost the gulf okay. coast the gulf um but uh yeah that's pretty much all three of my deployments were there and then when we were stateside we actually did a lot of um drug interdiction with the VBSS team. Like anytime we had to take our boat out for workups or, or ops or, you know, any type of training, you know, a couple of days a month, we would do visit board search and seizures on, you know, we'd have to take a Coast Guard captain, fly a Coast Guard flag because Navy doesn't have jurisdiction in international waters. Right. Um, and any suspected boats that were coming up the coast with drugs, you know, we had two nice. VBSS teams of, of 12 guys that would, the first initial team would board, you know, and 
pretty much uh, uh, search the ship, detain anybody on it, and then the second team would come in and do the search and you know seizure of anything we found. So anything cool? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we, you know, yeah. We've done a couple dozen of these, and I'd say out of a out of a couple dozen, probably half a dozen times, we've come up with tons of yes. stuff. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was a running. I, what's that? This was on the West Coast. Yeah, this is off of San Diego at 32nd Street Naval Base. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. Me and a buddy of mine that was from Anaheim, you know, we did a bust one time, and I was like, "Man, your mom's house ain't that far from here. We could retire <laughs> like 19, dude." <laughs> little like, for you, know, right? a lot for them. A little for I you. Didn't, yeah, yeah, like we just, I didn't know. hear this story. I didn't yeah, hear this yeah. story. So, uh, but you know, it, you know, obviously we never did because I'm still broke. But, <laughs> 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 but uh, I resemble but, yeah, that. Man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so when you're uh, when you're in Bahrain and and off the coast there, did you ever get to? Were you doing running the tomahawks at that point? Yeah. So we did the initial strike on Baghdad off of our boats, okay. um, which was kind of cool. You know, we would run up to the bridge and watch them fire off, and then we were close enough to have satellites, so we would run down to Berth and watch CNN like little kids, <laughs> like boop boop boop. You know, we were you know we were kids. We didn't understand what was going on. You know, we Absolutely. were thinking that was our job. You know. And, uh, but yeah, so, and that was really major, the made the only major involvement in anything that we ever had, you know, was our fleet was actually responsible for launching Tomahawks on Baghdad, but. Okay. But, uh, so you were you part know. of the, the, uh, shock and awe. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. So. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. It was, uh, it, it, you know, it was at the time. And then, you know, when you look back now, you're thinking, damn, man, like that's, that's, you know, war's rough, man. It, you know? Well, yeah. You know, so. No, for sure. And and obviously it, it wears on people as we've learned and you know it it definitely does stuff. So yeah. 2001 where were you? Oh, that's we were pretty much Bahrain, pretty much off the on, in the on the in the Gulf. Yeah, I mean that's where uh that's where we had our that's where we did our shock and all from was in 2001. Okay. So, so when when the towers got hit so well, no, I guess it would have been two thousand two, two thousand one. Uh, we were, I was just pretty much stationed in San Diego on the on the USS LA. They just when I when I arrived at the boat or the ship, excuse me. There'll be some people that's talking about oh, that. I was just but say, uh, yeah. but, but uh, when I arrived to the ship, you know, they had just came off of their deployment, so we were doing, you know, everything was being kind of like uh, like a not really a debrief, but everybody was coming back. Everybody had just been back for about a month or two. So my first deployment was probably a year after I got to the ship. So, okay. So nice. Well, I mean, you, you did some time, right? You went to Bahrain. Yeah. Tomahawks, part of the shock and awe. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was time to get out. So did you have, you know, with, with everything was happening, obviously you're going through a divorce. Do you have a plan when you got out or did you just say, uh, let's, let's see what happens. So, uh, when I, when I came home, um, I really didn't have a plan. Um, everything was, uh, was pretty much when I came home, I found out that, uh, I guess my mom's new husband, you know, my stepfather had passed away. Um, when I went into boot camp, um, that, uh, he had worked for an apartment maintenance company, like a man, a property management company. Right. Um, so I went, uh, filled out an application and, started doing groundskeeping just picking up trash with a trash picker up or in a bucket and for 11.64 an hour and it was the, uh, it was the look back on that stuff and go what the hell and now these people are whining about you know 
all these well, images. It, it was it was um I don't know how to say it very uh very peaceful you know you did you know you felt like you know all, all I got to do and I mean I had to clean this property in Raleigh North Carolina that's all I had to do is pick up pick up trash man I was like that's all I got to do and it, I don't have to chip paint I don't have to you know <laughs> paint of paint paint launchers and and things like that you know it was uh I don't have you know, people yelling at me because I get a tattoo or something, you know, <laughs> like I can do whatever I want now, you know, so it was, it was, it was a culture shock. It really was, you know, because, um, you know, the way I grew up, my stepfather kind of raised it like it was a, you know, he was like a drill sergeant, you know, and then I went straight into the military. So until I was 24 years old, it was, that yeah, was all I knew. So when I came back, it was time to take care of myself. And like I said, that was, uh, that was, that was a culture shock, but it, it, it was, uh, it was a good culture shock. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, uh, I was being like, I, I would, I didn't feel at, not at ease. You know what I mean? I felt pretty at ease with my job, what I was doing, what I was getting into and, um, learned a lot about, um, everything I needed to do within six months became a, you know, a maintenance technician, you know, where people move out of apartments. I go in and, and, and turn them or make ready for the new, new people moving in. And then a few months later, I went and got my HVAC cert, started doing, uh, became a, um, a maintenance uh, uh, engineer and then within a year and a half i was a maintenance supervisor on my own property you know uh, mm -hmm. learning about budgets and dumb stuff like that so, <laughs> so uh but uh, like i just want to work with my hands i don't yeah. care about all these none of these other numbers yeah well you know and, and while i was in i did um i did do um college courses and went ahead and got an associate's degree in hydraulics pneumatics and electronics um you know i because you know i didn't have a plan when I came mm -hmm. home, but I thought, you know, I knew that the Caterpillar plant was right up the street from where I, you know, was living at the time when I enlisted, which was Clayton, North Carolina. And um, I was like, man, if all its fails, I'll just go there. And as soon as I came in, Caterpillar went bankrupt. I was like, oh, my uh, <laughs> so, you know, I was like, here we go. I got to start it. So that's why I say I really didn't. I had didn't have a plan, just kind of had a backup plan. But my right. backup plan fell when, without a plan. So then I just went with, you know, plan <laughs> D or E or whatever letter comes back, but uh, but you know it was uh it, it it worked out pretty good for me, man. I wound up um moving up and 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 you know up the up the ladder as you say, and um up until 2019, I stayed with that company off and on because you know when they sell properties, we'd have to you know they'd let us go mm -hmm. and they bring it back when they get a new one, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I stayed with the same company or the same people, you know they they went and bought a different company later. Um, and, uh, stayed with them up until 2019. So nice. now when you, when you were going through this transition, how were you mentally? I mean, you said that picking up the garbage was kind of like, it was kind of, I don't want to, I don't know if surreal is the right word, but you know, it's kind of calming. It, it, it is, you know, the transition, uh, I, I guess I'd have to look at it from a few different points of view, you know, professionally, the transition was good for me. It gave me right. something that I didn't have a whole lot of responsibility for, but it gave me something that I could still take pride in doing it, if that makes sense. No, so absolutely. it kind of gave me that, that kind of, of, of aspect of it. Now on the personal level, I was a freaking wreck, man. I, you know, my, my whole life was shit. I was going, you know, I'd been through a divorce, you know, and, nope. and, uh, you, nope. you know, you, you come home and, and you're like, oh, I need to find a girlfriend now, you know, cause that's the Navy mentality. Okay. Let's find another relationship, you know, and, and 24 young man, you know, just filled with rage all the way through my young age, you know, and it's just right. kind of carried over, which led to a lot of drinking, 
um, you know, uh, wound up getting an apartment where I where I was working for you know fifty percent off, you know, of the oh, nice. the rate. So that helped me save money for drinking. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but but he you found know, the positive in it. Right there. Yeah, you know, I was like, hey, I'm able to save money. I can get drunker, um, more more yeah. drunk. But, uh, hey, but whatever uh, word you want to use. Hey, man. So you know that which and you know I I can't really say that. You know, a lot of stuff while I was in is what led to drinking. You know, a lot of my stuff really came from my personal stuff that was going on. You know, right? Uh, yeah. You know, we you know we weren't over there kicking in doors and 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 stuff like that. Like like some of these these guys were, man, that are a lot more hardcore than some of us were. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, but you know, it just my personal stuff kind of got in the way of me a little bit. You know, because then, you know, as you move through the 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 corporate ladder, if you will. Uh, you know, once because once you get into a management position, you know, there's nowhere else to go except you know regional director, and uh, you know everybody aspires to be that. But they got it just made that the year before is planning on retiring from that in 20 years. So now I'll be you know old. Yeah, you've been there waiting. Yeah, yeah, so, so, but uh, you know, it's uh like I said, it, it got um the the personal part of it was hell, but you know professionally, I felt like I was where I needed to be. You know, like you so said, it got me around with. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's good. So, oh, go ahead, Eric. No, I was just gonna say. So, from there, is it the transition into Reno Vet in the nonprofit? Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, (laughs) so the company that I was with, um, I had started to. What I was trying to do was on the week. I had built a five-year kind of plan um, that I was going to start a nonprofit that did renovations, repairs, retrofits, and remodels for disabled veterans. Um, and I guess in the midst of me trying to start this, I went ahead and stood up a corporation. I, you know, filed for my, uh, you know, uh, corporate, I mean, corporate paperwork, like insurance, everything. And the company I was working for thought that I was trying to take work from them. Oh, and I was like, Whoa. So, so it became a huge uh, issue, which uh, inevitably led to my termination. Um, oh. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. which you know, I, I and because you know, in the state of North Carolina, I had to file for a corporation before I can file to to change it to a five hundred one c three. Right. So yeah. when I stood up as a corporation, they thought I was going after profit. And I was like, no, this is part of my five year plan. I have to stay as a five hundred one c or as a a corporation for right. a, a, a yeah period of time before I was go nonprofit. Yeah. They weren't having that, so they let me go, and I just kept it as a corporation, and then started running it as a profitable business at first. Um, and then once I kind of got in with a few bigger contractors and got some big mm-hmm. contracts. Um, I wound up actually um, taking, started taking pro like profits and rolling it over into what I wanted to do on the nonprofit side. Um, right. So I would take our profits from Renovate Incorporated and start doing, you know, handicap ramps or, you know, bathroom remodels or kitchen remodels or any type of repair that needed to be done on a veteran's house, whether it be, you know, water heater replacement or siding repair or, you know, windows being replaced, any anything that they needed, you know, even even right down to light bulbs being changed if they called and needed it, you know. Um, so that's where every bit of, you know, I say I say about 85 percent of my profit from my my profitable business has been going for the past three years up until the beginning of this year when I actually filed for my uh, 501c3. Well, let me bring that up for you real quick and we'll share a little bit about uh, here's your this is your website here. Yes, sir. The TikTok plastered on it. I can't yeah, see the 
stop because I want to pause it right there before you step on your phone. Uh, <clears throat> but <clears throat> sorry, I, I, hang on. Sorry. As Eric clears his voice. Man, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I want to go over here. We're you fancy did, over here. You did get a donation from uh, the Contagion Effect there 17 minutes ago for your GoFundMe. Uh, I do have your link for that um, on your GoFundMe account if you guys want to check it out. Um, here's this TikTok is renovet.np on uh, on TikTok. Check that out. And if you want to check out the website, it's uh, renovet.org. And we'll have all the links plastered on there too. And here's your GoFundMe there. Thank you. So, Go absolutely. Yeah. Look at that, right? Timing on on the video too. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think you could have planned that, Eric. I I've been working my ass off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eric's all of a sudden he's he's the boy. You're you're sweating because you got a cough and all. Hey, that. Frank Contreras, thanks for checking in, buddy. Yeah. So, buddy. You, I, I'm interested in so North Carolina. You have to get your court, you have to get incorporated. <clears throat> yeah, so you have before you so, even get your 501. So I don't know the exact time on it, but I wanted to do it for a year. I don't think it's quite, I don't think it's a year, yeah. but my, like I said, I had a five year goal. I said, well, you know, I'll go ahead and stand it up. I'm not going to do anything with the business you know, cause I had a job, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm just going to work on like my, my marketing, my, um, you know, my logo, j just little things to just stretch it out over the course of a year, you know, to give myself some time and, and like branding, if you will, you know what I mean? Um, and it just kind of once it, so once I stood up the corporation, I was like, well, I'll let it do this for 365 days. That'll be enough time. And it'll also allow me to open up bank accounts and get and file for my tax ID number and things like that, you know, um, because I have to have all of those things in place before I file as a 501c3. Um, and I actually had a company that I actually hired to um, do the transition for me from a corporation to a 501c3 nonprofit. So because I, I didn't, you know, I, everybody keeps telling me I need to like look at grants and file paperwork for this and i'm like that should have be written in crayon with coffee stains all <laughs> hey, They'll never. <laughs> there's so many things and when you look you know i would try to stick to veterans resources if yep. you start doing that because first off there's some help you can get with it um and second off it's it's a lot more trustworthy because you start going yeah. online and looking for that stuff and it's it's craziness and and i know um because i'm we've been working with tom from uh every second counts and he is he just got his nonprofit kind of started and he could do it in arkansas he could have the nonprofit, but the 501 obviously you got to set up a federal and but there's no time limit that's why in california i've done a couple and we haven't we haven't had to do that either so that's why i was yeah. asking well and that's and that's where like because i was trying to look at like different states too because i didn't know that i wanted to be necessarily in north carolina and I, th I think different states are different because everything that I had to file was through the secretary of state. You know right. what I mean? So but then and, you have your federal. So once yeah. you have your federal, now every donation throughout the country is tax. You know, you, is it can be tax deductible? Yeah. I gotta and that's and, and that's where like this year was kind of like my year to try to because I have to find board members and things like that, and I know yeah. that people can hold multiple positions, but my kind of, and, and once we get into talking about the, 
you know, the actual walk. That's right. that was kind of one of my personal goals for that is to try to to seek out a CFO, seek out, you know, um, a, a COO and things like of that nature to kind of help me get this thing going for the beginning of 2024. That's my right. goal. Okay. So, well, and maybe somebody listening here would be, you know, interested in helping out as well. It, it's got to understand it, you know, it's not paying jobs. These this is a this is a nonprofit. That's, that's right. Yeah, because I get up and go to work every day, man. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's and, and you know, it's and that's that's another thing, too, is like when it comes to like the grants and things like that is is if that's the route that whenever we come together as a board, we decide on then I'm going to need somebody who knows how to do those things, because mm -hmm. the, that is beyond that. And if I'm going to have somebody in play that can do those things, then that would be great. You know, um, well, we know but, an amazing you know, tax guy that he he can hey. help you from anywhere in the country. So what's his name? That would Gary be Miller? Gary Miller, mobile Miller's mobile tax, tax service. <laughs> we got a guy. We know a guy. We know a guy. So he and no, he can, I know a fellow. And he's a vet. And he's a veteran. And he's a veteran. He's a Marine too. Corps veteran. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. No, he he, and he'll go learn all the tax code in your state and. If yeah. he doesn't already know it, I mean, the guy's smart as hell. He was the one that's that wrote awesome. that whole that whole comment about how long it would take. Yeah. So, well, he, he's a little bit off. Well, yeah, <laughs> according to the way you did it, right? Uh, well, and, well, so in the in the twenty four hour things taking seventeen days. Remember, you can't walk twenty four hours a day. No. No. You got to sleep. You got to eat. You got to shit. Right. You got right. <laughs> to take some so, breaks at some that, point. That's right. That's right. At least an hour a day. Right. <laughs> so so no. you're saying that you didn't do that all in one day? Hell no. <laughs> Look, it, says, it says just 17 Seven, days. It's, just that, hours. Bro, it's only that far. Come that, on. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, yeah, zoom out. Oh, <laughs> Slacker. Slacker. Oh, oh man. I tell you, if I was taller, if I was taller, it might have worked. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, well, yeah. So it's uh, yep. Yeah, that's the that's the route. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I want to jump into it because I'm like, are there pathways or what? I mean, did you, <clears throat> did you like so, pave? Did I mean? Well, let's let's time, start let's light? start at the very beginning Ugh, first. Okay, I know okay. I know you want to know the I pathways and that. how you, I know, <laughs> but you gotta you gotta start Chuck somewhere. Taylor. Tyler, you gotta Tyler. start. Uh, you were, Taylor? Yeah, you, you were you were naming the shoes. Um, <laughs> so Jason, what, you know, we, we know about the walk. We, we started talking about it a little bit there. What made you decide to do this walk and, and why from North Carolina to Texas? Uh, so there's a few reasons as to the why. Um, and, uh, the number one reason is, is I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very faith based and, uh, you know, four o'clock in the morning, Christmas Eve morning, not Christmas morning, the 24th. Um, I woke up and I don't want to say I heard it, but I felt it or it was a thought or so, but it was, I just heard walk. And, uh, you know, I had some stuff that had been going on um, personally for me. And uh, one of them was, you know, I just got involved in a self-defense shooting um, in July. Oh. Um, the, the other thing that, that kind of, I was in a very uh, toxic, kind of relationship no, no domestic violence or anything just not a very healthy relationship right. um and and then the other thing 
so so when i heard the word walk it was like okay i'm gonna walk away from this relationship i'm gonna walk a little bit more with god and i'm gonna plan a walk i'm gonna cover my i'm gonna cover my ass on this one you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, i don't want to just do, do everything he could be talking yeah, about every anything you could be talking about and then i make the joke you know i probably could have done a 5k in my hometown and called it good but i'm an overachiever <laughs> you know so, so uh, a little bit but uh you know only that much only that much further but yeah. uh but uh but you know so it, and and the one thing that I kind of pieced together is is for the past three years, you know, like I said, we've been doing these renovations and repairs for disabled veterans, but we've, we've really targeted, um, I, I say targeted, but military, law enforcement, and first responders. Now, to kind of backtrack to July when I got involved in the self-defense shooting, you know, I seen firsthand the first responders, the police officers, the fire department, the EMTs that all showed up to that. And... It really made everything click for me that these guys see violence on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if anybody needs our help as much as military, it would be all of our first responders. And um, so that 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 really clicked something for me. Um, and so when it came time to walk, you know, I was dealing with some stuff, you know, um, you know, military, you know, you do some things, you, you can see some things and stuff like that. But I tell people when you get involved in a, a self-defense situation, it's a whole different. It's 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 not a there's no time to pump. You get pump yourselves up and your buddies up to get ready to go do something. Right. Um, it's it's holy shit, this is happening. React. And before you know it, it's over. Right. Yeah. And then you're sitting there possibly facing repercussions for your actions and 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 actually today <clears throat> i got a call from the police department that said that the da was 100 percent dropped every or is dismissing everything for me to come retrieve my firearm and all of my belongings that they took from me that day i wasn't so, sure if we could ask more on this if there was still something going with it or um there's as of right now um i so I evidently in in this in this state and and i asked the question why would you keep my personal belongings if there was no crime committed right. and then like well it's a firearm there's certain policy and procedures and you know what i i understand right. so i just have to go down sign my paperwork and retrieve you know, it'll be a, probably a few months before I get my firearm back, but I can get my knife, my holster, my magazines, my ammo, you know, everything that it took off me that day. So so is well. North Carolina, is that, it's not open carry, right? It's a, it, it is an open carry. carry. It is an okay. open carry state, but you can, but you, you, you know, I have my concealed carry. Right. So um, you, if you have a concealed carry permit, then you can carry concealed. Um, so, and yeah, so, um, so after that whole situation for the next, you know, couple months, things just weren't going really good mentally for me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not a choice you want to make. Right. No, it, mean, it's not, you know, and, 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 you know, you hear people, oh, if somebody did this, I would do this. And, you know, and even in my, in my own mind, I thought for the next probably month, a hundred times out of a hundred, I'd have done the same thing, but I can't even say that because right. I've only been in it once and only had to do it once i can't say what i would do the other 99 times you know yeah. um but i will say that you know that um and i'm not saying that i wouldn't have reacted i just can't say that i would have reacted the exact way i did um you know and, and which watch 100 percent was you know everything was caught on film um you know so that was good for me um you know because my statement matched the video 100 percent 
thank you know thank oh, goodness good. yeah you know, and then the, the you know the the other person involved um uh you know convicted felon had over 150 rounds with him um you know pointing a firearm at the girl i was dating at a time like right in her face and you know i just i seen it and was like ah yeah. you know <laughs> let me yeah, it's time to go to work you know um and and you know and i i train you know i have you know having my own business i had guys that were working you know we were making good money everything was going good you know and so i was at the gun range four or five days a week <laughs> you know and that's all i did was was shoot you know a lot and uh and i and i think I, I thank God that I was able to train that much. I mean, maybe I was just in the right place at the right time, you know? Um, so did you have the insurance? Uh, literally, uh, again, still hadn't learned from being 17, a dumbass. Uh, right. Two days after the shooting, <laughs> I went ahead and got the carry, the carry yeah, insurance. Did you get USA? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's USA or, so, or Texas yeah, or something to offer that I can yeah i can't remember who offered it. i just know that i was given a card i called the number paid the 250 or 300 dollars or whatever yep. it was like a few yeah. days later um they literally and, give you a card too that says yep. say this the minute you're done say this yeah and then they say and then call here yep, exactly. <laughs> you know and, and, and you know because you know because i made my initial statement that day yeah. um i went you know they they you know that i was never arrested i was never read any rights um they they detained me took me to the annex and asked me if i wanted to speak on it i said i'll give you my initial statement because it's fresh right. and i told him exactly what you know what i seen exactly what i did and exactly what he did and everything that led up to it and uh you know and then the next day i was in a lawyer's office slapping ten thousand dollars on the desk for a retainer fee and and that see that's where you know helps yeah, it would have helped out a lot, you know, um, and I will say this, you know, the lawyers that I got were really good that I that I retained were really good. Um, but uh, I, I think January 17th, they wound up giving me, you know, um, over half of it back um, oh, nice. saying they didn't think it was going anywhere, you know, which was that was kind of a relief. Yeah. But, you know, since I was leaving in February <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> but, um, you know, when I when I got back, it was still kind of looming. Because, you know, in, in, in the state of North Carolina, it, the only crime that they could have got me for was second degree murder. Um, and there's no statute of limitations on that. So I was told that the D.A. could put that in a, in a filing cabinet and, and 50 years later. Yeah, they could open it, Ugh. you know, and in and, and, and my mind, I'm thinking, I understand if you don't have the person who com who committed the crime. But you I mean, I I called the cops, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know, I. I've turned myself in, you know, like I don't understand it. So to hear that news today was a huge relief for me. You know, I mean, yeah. this has been, this was July, um, July 23rd of last year. So it's been almost a year that this thing has been kind of just sitting, you yeah. know? So, um, to hear that today was a very well, good, congrats. That's well, yeah, a, congratulations. congratulations that, that, you know, it prevailed, right? I mean, yeah, we'd had to do this from a whole different setting. I'll tell you right now, in, in our state, well, in our county, we'd probably be all right. But in our state, if we were, if I was down in a different county or over in the Bay, it wouldn't be an effect anymore. I, I would probably be arrested. I mean, yeah. because well, that's that was one of the reasons that I, I retained a lawyer was because so many people had told me, and even North Carolina is, I think, is, I think North Carolina and California probably have a lot in common. Um, because I was told if I was two and a half miles before that up the street, it would have been no problem. 
And because I was in a different county, which is Cumberland, which is Fayetteville, which is, you know, a pretty uh, liberal area from what I've been told, um, you know, and, and especially given the uh, situation of the two different demographics that were involved, right. you know, I was thinking that that would. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That beautifully. Right over that perfectly. Beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, so let's so, let's get sorry. To, let's get no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Remember what was, we talked about before. This that, is your show. This is where this is what happens. It, right? it is. <laughs> but so, I do I do want to make sure we don't get we we got to talk about the walk, right? So Absolutely. We've gone around it. We've gone around it, and I, Eric's gonna not go around. He's gonna go around it again. Well, I have <laughs> I have I have a clip here. Can I show the clip? No. Yes. I have express <laughs> written consent from KVUE. TV and the author was Matt Fernandez. Yep. It was an interview that you did. And I just wanted to show a little clip of it. You do have consent? I have consent. Okay. Matt's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Maybe. If, if we don't get an ad first. Made uh, <laughs> <laughs> it through the ad, buddy. Gotta teach you. We're learning. It's all good. It's all good. And the buffer, <laughs> which is which is stupid because it should be playing Welcome right away. The news at six. A Navy veteran is walking 1,400 miles from North Carolina to Austin. He's doing it to bring awareness to mental health issues. He has a goal to raise money to build facilities in each state he walks through, including Texas. KVU's Matt Fernandez caught up with him on his journey. To help spread that mental health awareness within the communities for. Um, veterans, military. This is Navy veteran Jason Rhodes. He's on a 1,400-mile journey from Sanford, North Carolina to Austin, Texas. He's currently in North Carolina. He's 13 days in and walked more than 100 miles so far. How are your legs well, yeah. doing right now, man? First couple days, like I said, they were on fire. They were on... <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness, what have I done? But, uh, you know, kind of pushed through some things. Rhodes runs a business called Renovet where he does renovations for apartments and other places. Says the majority of his profits goes towards helping veterans. He does renovations for free and helps them any way he can. With this walk, he's hoping to even raise more money and do what he can to help them. I have facilities in Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, and North Carolina, the states that I'm walking through, hopefully within the next 10 years. At these new facilities, he will teach the veterans woodworking skills. Schedule out courses where we teach something one week, you know, something the next week or, you know, these guys can maybe even come in if they're disabled and make some woodworking projects and maybe start selling some of this stuff, you know, for themselves. He says this can really give veterans a sense of pride and a morale boost, helping them with their mental health. Says he would also like to see psychiatrists volunteer and meet with the vets at the facility. Through his journey so far, Rhodes says he's thankful for fire stations, allowing him to take showers and stay there. He hopes to arrive in Austin sometime in April. To give back to some of these guys that sacrificed and made an ultimate sacrifice, man, that's it. That's that means the world to me to be able to to be able to to do things for these for these guys. Matt Fernandez, KVU News. That's awesome. And again, awesome. thank you, Matt Fernandez, for allowing us to use your video. Appreciate you, KVUE yeah. ABC affiliate. How do I forgot where it was? But thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right so so jason with that you know we know the story of of why so take us through man obviously you said the first couple of days you were going oh did i make a mistake <laughs> yeah you know um 
to to okay so austin was chosen because i'm a huge joe rogan fan um that's the reason that destination sorry, was sorry chosen. we're not we're not Ooh. good enough i get it no 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 it's uh <laughs> well you know you know this, you know and i'd never even really a hundred percent thought everything through to, to to you know get on as many podcasts as i could yeah. um you know this was just me thinking what can i do to to get my name to get our name out there what we're trying to do right. and you know so i i chose there and I'm, I'm a huge joe rogan fan anyway um just you know for everything he's done but anyway that was that was the reason that austin was kind of chosen in my mind i was like you know okay. if i make a trip of this stature maybe he'll look at it and say damn that's all right yeah all right we'll talk to this guy you know um right. so that was why i was chosen but yeah so to kind of start on february 15th um you know i had a guy that was supposed to be driving my truck and pulling a, a camper that i was supposed to be sleeping in so i was just going to walk uh, well two days before i left he decided he was not going to do that so i had to load up a ruck and actually ruck this whole thing and uh, i hadn't trained for that so the first couple of days were uh they were rough rough um you know you I, nothing else this was just you just it was just me and a backpack which was a you know my mystery ranch 32 liter pack um a sleeping bag a tarp um a way to cook like a, a nesting cup with a, a a thermos like a canteen in it um right. you know that everything was titanium so it was easy to you know boil water for oatmeal or ramen you know whatever i was taking and um and pretty much some snacks and and always had a lot of water and you know when i first left you know i'm from the mindset you know two is one one is none so i was taking two multi-tools like four pocket knives like you know i, I was gonna leave with two guns i was like i was like i gotta be prepared for the zombie apocalypse you know but right. after after the second day in everything that i wasn't using i called the guy that uh one of the guys that worked for me i said two things uh bring me a pair of good tennis shoes of my good running shoes and um a different a different pair of pants i said come get half this fucking gear because i'm not taking all this shit with me <laughs> so uh <laughs> so i wound up leaving I, I think i weighed in at like 165 with nothing and i was at 20207 or 209 fully loaded um Damn. so you know, i was i was right at about 50 pounds of gear um a little bit more and i wound up dumping you know almost yeah ounces does equal pound <laughs> but uh but you know it's it, you know so i wound up dumping a lot of things um and actually left stashes kind of like caches the whole way uh you know and because people were starting to give me things like 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 challenge coins and bibles and i was like ah yeah. like ah, the bible you know this this is heavy <laughs> you know I, I, don't, I don't know what i'm and i had a pocket bible so everybody's like here take this bible and i'm like oh, you don't be rude. <laughs> yeah exactly you don't want to be rude like yeah screw your word of god my word of god is better you know <laughs> but, but uh but you know so um so yeah um about two weeks in is when i got up with matt um, and I was in, I think I was in Wilkesboro when he called, it was raining. Um, you know, I, I had started to not really get sick, but just kind of going hoarse from being out in the rain and out in the weather and the elements, you know, and it was really nice when I left, it was like 75 degrees, but it was not nice when I got to Wilkesboro. Um, it started, temperature started to drop, started to get a little bit higher in elevation. Um, yeah, I am a center, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but you know um so that was so you know af but after about two weeks i started to kind of really um my back stopped hurting you know my lower back stopped hurting a lot my legs stopped hurting you know all the time but then i got an infection in my right foot from a blister um that had opened up yeah, so um 
Yeah. So when I got into Tennessee, uh, about two weeks later, I had a friend of mine on social media and she was like, if you don't get your ass to the hospital in the next couple of hours or, or get rid of that thing, you're going to be in the ER in a couple hours. And I was like, well, so I'm at a Walgreens looking like a crackhead with a pocket knife and my shoe off, slicing stuff open and draining, stuff, you know, dumping alcohol on it and putting moleskin. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> you know, so. uh but yeah, yeah fire departments, you figured they could have helped you out, man. Well, you know, at first I was like, cause I had rolled my ankle. So I thought that the oh. pain in my foot was from rolling my ankle, right. but you know, it wasn't, it was actually from the, the, the infection, all the, in, it was bad, bad. Like I took oh. a picture of it and sent it to the friend of mine on social media. And she was like, Hey, uh, that shit Don't ain't right. That. <laughs> yeah. Don't share that with anybody else. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah. So, but after that, um, I was still in like Under Armour tennis shoes, and then I came down through Morristown, which I had been talking to a company called Altama Boots, um, and uh, they had gotten up with me, and they're they they're a pretty good military contract. Uh, they have good, good military contracts and stuff, and and police departments, but um, but I actually um. They asked me to come in. I came in and they actually donated a pair of $350 Gore-Tex boots nice. for me to wear. Um, and, and at first I was kind of like, ah, shit, I don't want to be wearing boots. This yeah, whole trick, you know, in, right? Yeah. Well, surprisingly, and you know, this isn't me trying to market for them, but there was no breaking period on these things. Like really? as soon as I put them on my feet, I was like, these motherfuckers are nice. Like, like really nice. Like and, uh, yeah, yeah. And, well, you know, and, you know, and the cool thing about it was, was I got them as it was getting cold, you know, so oh, they okay. actually helped keep me warm too. Right. What was the um, name of them again? Uh, Altama is the name of them. So they, they actually sell like the Chuck Taylor looking shoe or that has like black multicam, multicam tiger stripes. So I've been rocking them things for probably three or four years, you know. Um, so, uh, but they actually bought out the original footwear company, which is like the swap boot or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I see. I see. Nice. Um, and, and they're a great company, man. And they brought me in, they took care of me, fed me breakfast, gave me coffee, oh, that's had, cool. you know, a bunch of morale patches, which is which you know, I had to leave in one of my cases that I left, you know, along the way because I was like, man, it's taking up so too much room. Try back and pick up all that stuff. <laughs> I, I actually am. Um, as soon as you know, I've got a you know, like I said, I've been working since I've been back. Um, right. as soon yeah, as I get yeah. a, a yeah, as soon as I get about a week off, I'm gonna take off and do the whole trip in my truck again. Stop well, and see everybody. Let us know when you do that. We, we, I, I will, uh, man. We'll I might even shoot on over. To, if, I might even shoot over to Cali and just see you guys and Brian, man. Just say, oh. hey, man, just come on by. But, you, well, but, uh, you've heard about you've heard about Hero Hero Stock, Stock right? Yeah. So if you go to HeroStock.org. <laughs> <laughs> you go to HeroStock.org. It's basically I gave a better him too many too much power yeah, by it's basically a backyard barbecue <laughs> sponsored by veterans I for veterans. Jason. September no. 9th, right? And uh guess what else they're gonna be having? They're also gonna what be having that? a ruck that morning, and I freaking took it off. Gosh damn it. <laughs> I took it off. Too many damn things it. on there, and you took it all off. So um uh Scott Friedenberg is having a ruck. That morning, about four and a half miles away, because that's all I'm gonna walk is four and a half miles. <laughs> I want to uh, see you make that. Yeah, no, and it's gonna take you sixty-five it's like Omaha. days. <laughs> so, it's, so it's gonna be in Ashland, Nebraska. It's between Omaha and Lincoln. And they're gonna be walking there. 
yeah. it is funny, Tato, because I just go, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. My ass off just walking one mile at the milk plant whenever I have to go pick yeah. up a little milk. <laughs> so no, real quick, no, honestly, uh, uh, Jason's been on a uh, great guy. He has a, a great thing going on, herostock.org. There's a bunch of different um, organizations that are together. They're going to have music. They're going to have tons of food. We've got Scotty Hastings. We've got, uh, I could go down the list. I think um, all our podcasting buddies. All, yeah. Um, I know that um, Shadow Mark. I know Shadow Mark's going to be there. I know. Two drunk dudes. Is Brian? Brian's Brian, going too. I, I saw. Yes. Brian's going to go. Brian. Yeah. Brian Roof and his wife's going. Um, oh, his wife. And you said that's in Nebraska? Yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. It's okay. called Ashland, Nebraska, between okay. Omaha and Lincoln, yeah. September 9th. I got you. So I'm going. Um, I think I'm driving. I might be driving with Gary Miller Mobile Tax Service. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I know. Uh, isn't, isn't there a big thing going on in Katy? Isn't there a big thing going on in Katy, Texas in September, too? Is that the Silkies? I think the Silkies are doing I can't something. I remember. They've got a strobe action. That's, that's me. My light all of a sudden. Oh, got to get a new one. Got to get a new one. Yeah. It's just money. That's hey, it's just it's just production, right? Yeah. Look, it, it didn't even matter. It didn't I don't change even, anything. Can't even tell nothing. Exactly. No, they do have some cool boots. I'm I'm checking out their Clarence. They have the Clarence model right now, the Maritime Assault mid boot in olive. And uh it's pretty cool. Reasonable too, 60 bucks. Yeah, they're not bad, man. Like the Maritimes are the ones that I own. I own all the low like the low tops and the you know high tops of them. I love them, but uh but uh you know, like I said, I've been wearing them for a while. So when I was doing my videos leading up to the walk, I think it kind of captured them because they they saw that I was taking videos, you know, and you see my shoes. So they kind of reached out to me, started following me. So it kind of worked out really good for me. That's cool. But. Yeah, they got a mid. They have a mid unisex black regular for about 110 bucks. I'm like, is it, it looks kind of cool. <laughs> they're, they're, if you if you can wear Chuck Taylors, you can wear them. They're you know they're very flat. They're very there's not a whole lot of uh uh you know you're not gonna get the 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 tennis shoe the air ride. Uh, yeah, you're not gonna get nothing like that out of them. But you know as far as just and, and that's what I left walking in. Uh, oh. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, I need some fucking running shoes or something. I was like, this is getting horrible. So, uh, was there a thought process on I'm, that? I'm or were spoiled. you just like, man, put my shoes on and going? Well, the thought process was I wasn't going to, in the beginning, was I wasn't going to be carrying any weight. It was just going to be oh. me, you know? So it was kind of like, and, you know, and, and like I said, I've been walking. So I would, so before I left, I was working out in the gym in the morning from five to six 30. And then I would go walk national parks from six 30 to four 30. And then I go back to the gym from five to six. And, and I mean, I would work out for almost 12 hours a day. I was on it and I was like, I'm good. Like I can walk in my shoes. Listening. Yeah, it, it was it, well. And, and at first I was, you know, but you know, and I was thinking, you know, in my trailer, I was going to have my protein. I was going to have my vitamins. I was going to have all my stuff with me, you know? And I tried to take, you know, protein and vitamins with me when I left in my ruck. And I was like, fuck this protein, fucking vitamins. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna live long enough to take this shit. Uh, <laughs> can't even carry this. Yeah. So it, you know, it got down to minimum, you know, and I'm, I'm a pretty minimalist person anyway, you know, as far as what I own, you know, I don't own a whole lot. And I was like, well, let me just break this down to a pack axe, a hacksaw, a sleeping bag and some way to cook, <laughs> I was like, you know, so. 
Now, what were your uh, what were your walking times? So every day I'd wake up at five in the morning. Um, and usually I would do that so that I could have time to get up, eat some breakfast. And I wanted to be walking by about seven and I, and I, and I, and I didn't choose seven in the beginning. I chose it on the way because that's when I started noticing the traffic was getting a little lighter. Um, because every, everything that my route was taking me was down highways, not interstates, but like back highways, like highway 70, highway 64. Yeah, so I, yeah. cause, cause by law you can't walk down the interstate. And I guess Google freaking knows that. So, you know, it, um, so it took me down a whole bunch of like that's it took me from Fayetteville up to Boone. Like I walked probably 150 miles out of my way. But oh. it for me, it was OK, because the only other route it was going to take me was through Atlanta, Georgia. And I was like, I'm not oh, walking. Yeah. I'm not doing that. No, wait, you know? Dale, come on. We love. Yeah. Dude, it, have you driven there? Uh, yeah, Holy exactly. Cow, that, well, that no. was kind of my thing is like I've seen the traffic and yeah, I'm damn going to be walking. I, I, I've driven there. And I mean, the the only thing worse is L.A. traffic. So it, that, it, it, it it's bad down there. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't want to walk through Atlanta with all that traffic. You know, I was like, so when it kind of had me going up through the mountains and I love being in the mountains, I was like, you know what? This isn't going to be bad. And until I got there and it was, you know, the end of February and it was 13 oh. degrees outside. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Whoops. where's atlanta again Whoops. yeah yeah let me let me reroute this thing to florida <laughs> but, so, uh, so you were so you didn't have like a preconceived route you just kind of it was that, that route that you guys pulled up was the route that it gave me to walk from the time i started planning back in december or okay. early january so you, had, you had started that plan you kind of knew where you were going and what it was going to do yeah, I had kind of zoomed in on everything, seen all the little towns I was going to go through, how many days it was going to take me to get from one town to another, you know, and I tried to route it that way because I was only taking my ruck to where I wouldn't be more than three days from being in a town to where I could restock on food and water. Right. Um, you know, just because, you know, when you're, I couldn't take, I mean, I, I could have loaded myself down with nothing but food and water and then had, it, it just would have been miserable, you know, and, and, you know, I did stop a lot. Um, uh, one of the places, I, and I say this, one of the places, but McDonald's was like my best friend because I could get hot coffee and, you know, food at the same time. It's the only place you can do that. It's open 24 hours a damn day, you know? So. Well, and and, and you a million dollars. Yeah. Well, and, and they have, they usually have outlets where I can charge my phone and charge my uh, battery packs and charge my watch, you know, cause I, everything I did, I was keeping record on my watch, how many steps I would take a day, you know? So it was uh very, uh, yeah. <laughs> so nice. Now, uh, obviously the walk's done. Yes, sir. So, what what do you feel you gained from it? What do you what do you wish you did differently? Um, if I could have done one thing differently, I think it would have been stopped by more police departments. Um, you know, in the beginning, I was walking. I didn't even get to the next county from where I left from and had been stopped by the cops three times. I was like, this is going to be a long fucking trip, man. <laughs> like, you know? but, and, and I started like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, man. They're like, hey, we got a call about a suspicious person with a backpack. I was like, yeah, you got one seven miles ago, too, and three miles before that. Like, at some point, do y'all not communicate? But, um, but you know, it's, it was frustrating. But then I was like, well, you know, they're coming to me. I don't have to go to them. You know, right. um, and and, that, and, it, and I did get to talk to a lot of law enforcement because I say a lot, but 
I'd say probably anywhere from eight to 10 times I, I got stopped by law enforcement on the whole trip, you know, wow. um, suspicious, it, man. It, 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 well, you know, and, and, <laughs> but you know, and I, and I did get to stop by a few police departments, but not as many as I would like to. Right. And, you know, I, I met, I actually, you know, anytime I would see an officer that was like in a gas station parking lot or something like that, I'd walk up, introduce myself, tell him who I was and um, had one of them gave me a challenge coin. Um, you know, which I thought was awesome because, you know, us, yeah, us yeah. military guys, we pride ourselves on our challenge coins, you know, and um, th so that was awesome to receive one from a police department. And um, but, you know, I, I, I did hit almost every fire department as long as they were in an active call or it wasn't, you know, because sometimes I'd walk till two, three, four in the morning. Um, it just depend on on what it, because like when it got cold, I kind of restructured my walk and I would walk at night to stay warm and then sleep during the day so I could actually get some decent sleep, you know. Um, and then once I hit Texas, it was so freaking hot. I would walk at night and then try to sleep in the shade during the day so I could get some decent sleep. You were and just not straight up sleeping outside every, wherever you could find. Yeah. For the most part, about every week, week and a half, I would get a hotel just so I could get a good night's sleep, get a shower, you know, so people could stand to be around me and I could stand to be around myself. Um, but I mean, I, I bathed in rivers, I bathed in waterfalls, I bathed in lakes. Um, I camped out, um, you know, I would get, you know, 40, 50 yards off the highway in a wood line and set up camp. And, you know, um, I think I only started a fire like to actually get warm uh, three times. And one of those three times I had a fire department called on me. Cause I guess somebody seen it burning <laughs> off the side of the road. Like the woods are on fire. The fire department showed up and I was doing a TikTok live when they showed up and I was like, Oh, look, we're going to jail, you know, but, <laughs> but they, you know, they checked the campsite, made sure everything was cleared out, you know, and it was all good. And they actually started following me on Facebook and oh, Instagram. Cool. So, so, you know, and, and, and that was one of the things that I found um, kind of, I guess one of the other things I probably would have done different is, is talk to a, a little more people that, you know, I would, I probably would have stopped more um, as, as I guess what I'm trying to say, because I, I watched my, my social media grow very organically, like people I would yeah. meet and talk to, then I would see them follow me, you know, two or three people at a time, uh, you know, over and then five or six people. And then, you know, three or four people the next day that I would talk to. So that, and it was like, Oh, I know that person. I actually talked to that person, you know? So that was really, that was really cool. Um, but like I said, if, if I had to do one thing different would have been stopping a little more often, especially in the beginning. Cause in the beginning, my mindset was fucking get there, you know, like go, you know, and then it got to the point, especially, um, um, in, in the mountains of North Carolina and Tennessee, um, that whole trip was a couple hundred miles to get through all of the mountains. And that was probably the hardest part of the, of physically of everything. Cause you know, I hadn't trained for elevation. I hadn't trained for walking up and down mountains. Um, but, uh, but, you know, during that, that whole part, um, you know, it kind of became more about the journey than it did, you know, the, the destination for me. It wasn't, you know, right. it, it wasn't like, just get there. It was like, let's, let's take some time That's and enjoy some of this, you know, and, and, and share more of this with the people, you know, that, that are watching. And that's when I started getting like, you know, waterfall lakes and rivers and stuff you know on my social media so here's eagleville fire department yep and what's cool is you used uh alpha mega music you use their video and they commented on it yeah I, cool. I i i thought it was so awesome i was yeah. like hell yeah, yeah man like that's cool 
and I'm a huge coffee connoisseur, so there's plenty yeah. of coffee. That was J.T. Cooper, by the way. Um, he was involved in Mogadishu in the Black Hawk Down incident. Oh, wow. Um, the other guy that I was standing with with the American flag, um, that is Tim French. He actually walks almost every day for a fallen veterans out of Clarksville, Tennessee, I believe. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, J- that's uh, J.T. Cooper or J.P. or J.T. Anyway, his last name's Cooper, but um, he invited me to his house. Uh, that guy's a saint man (laughs) he is a saint um just he he actually has a nonprofit that invites um veterans Mm -hmm. up to and 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 he links them up with nashville songwriters and they tell their story and then the nashville songwriter writes a a song about that particular service member's uh story so um so many people man the other guy that was in there he would he's on tiktok he's pretty big uh big uh some country 83 uh big i know him as justin um (laughs) i met him through tiktok and he happened to live right through where i was walking so we went out and had lunch i thought that was kind of neat so i think um, my favorite of all your social media pit well i to be honest i was on instagram but i think this is my favorite picture you know which one it is waterfall nope oh yeah (laughs) so that was horseshoe bend uh last may that's arizona isn't it uh arizona or or yeah arizona yep i believe it is arizona but yeah that was that horseshoe bend so i did a nine-day vegas upper antelope canyons grand canyon horseshoe bend uh went to uh flagstaff arizona for the meteor uh or whatever that thing is yeah that was out in the end that was like some indian like native american uh uh whatever like homestead like things that they had yeah. that had been crumbled over time but, and you're always repping renovet always man so that hoodie yeah so that's in wilmington that was when i was kind of prepping for the walk um but that hoodie that i'm wearing in that picture joe rogan has it now nice so that's cool yeah. and he acknowledged it so so i so i didn't get to meet joe rogan i got to meet joe rogan's bodyguard but not in a bad way oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh i will clarify so uh, but uh so you know that the guy that he only had one security guard with him uh he had he because he has a comedy club down in six foot five he could whoop some ass though yeah yeah rogan, well and I'm, can handle himself Anyway, his bodyguard looks like he Joe Rogan wouldn't need to get involved. I promise you. So, yeah, so, but uh, but you know he so Joe Rogan has the Mothership Comedy Club, I think, or comedy whatever it is. So I, I actually would it had Joe Rogan and friends Tuesday through Thursday night, and I got into Austin on Tuesday. So I went ahead and walked the rest of the sixteen miles into Austin and was at the comedy club. And he actually came up in a truck, got out and ran right inside. You know, being quick. So when the bodyguard backed the truck up. I seen him and when he went in, I waited till two thirty in that morning from six o'clock that night, waited till two thirty in the morning when his bodyguard came out. I said, like, Hey man, can I holler at you for a minute? And uh and uh he said, you know, Joe probably wouldn't want to meet with me. And I said, I understand that. I said, I don't need him to meet with me now. I just can you just let him know who I am and what I'm doing. And I told him the story and gave him my hoodie because it had my phone number on it and a beanie, you know, that had my logo on it to give the because every bald guy loves a beanie, right? But uh <laughs> but uh but you know, so it was uh so and he and he the guy had to have been prior service man he he literally like touched his heart he's like man I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you're doing and how much respect I have for you man yeah give me that I'll make sure he gets it you know so cool. so so it was uh you know it, it, yeah that was 
that was pretty much the end of the trip for me. I was at that point, I was like, what the hell do I do now? Like go home. (laughs) So what was that like? Like you were just like, okay, I did it. You know, when, when I got into Austin, as I was walking into it, it, it got pretty emotional for me because it was like, because like I said, you know, we're, I'm used to having somewhere I have to be, somewhere I have to go, something I have to do, for, you know, every day. And then it was like, what the shit do I do now? You know, and, and you know, because I'm, you know, I never really posted anything on social media until, you know, this <laughs> so or until the walk. So, um, but, but, you know, and then at the same time, it's like, you know, that was, that became another reason I did what I did was because I wanted people to know that if, if they're going to trust me with their money, I want them to trust to know that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to fucking do, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, not everybody can say that they've, I know there's people that have done a lot more than that, but, you know, not a lot of people can say that they've walked 1400 miles and rucked it and roughed it, you know? Um, and, and I can, and that's why I say, you know, one of the, it became, that became kind of one of the things behind it was, you know, meeting people, getting in touch with people, letting people know what we were doing. Um, you know, and like I said, spreading that mental health because it, you know, mental health for me had a different meaning 20 years ago when I got out, you know, or almost 20 years ago when I got out, then it did, you know, up until July of last year. You know, oh, there's other people, there's sure. people that are suffering mental health stuff that have never served. And that's something that in my mind, you know, was like, you know, it'd be cool if I could get something going for veterans like I'm trying to do. And then maybe somebody who wants to help with like domestic violence victims, I could say, look, I don't know much about that, but here's what I did to get my stuff going. You know what I mean? And, and because that's what it's all about. It's all about every community helping every community um, to me, you know, um, so Well, that's, I mean, amazing story. Like, it's pretty cool. Did you think it was, what was your plan on the timing? Like, how long did you think it was going to take? At at first, I thought it was going to be 65 to 70 days. Because, like I said, I first initially planned just walking. Um, But it wound up taking me 90 days. Um, You know, because one of the things that I thought I was allowing for, but didn't allow enough time for, was weather. Um, there were some days when I was right outside of, uh, Wayne's Waynesboro, no, yeah, Waynesboro, Tennessee, they had tornadoes come through and rip that place apart. And I was in, oh, in place yeah. for five days, you know, wow. um, and, 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 you know, I, and, and I walked through after what's that? I mean, you're kind of a badass, but I don't know if you want to go walking through a tornado. You know? <laughs> well, well, so funny story. I got caught in one in Midway, <laughs> Texas, um, and actually busted the window out of a church to get out of it wow. <laughs> yeah, we didn't hear that um, yeah well well i paid for the window we uh, me, i actually called the cops on myself said hey look this is what happened i like i was laying down and and i felt the temperature drop and i was like what in the hell is happening right now and then i heard the hail hitting buildings and then lightning just started hitting within 100 yards of me in every direction wow. and i was that like what the shit it, it was horrible and then i seen this tree and branches just start flying out of it. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so I ran up to a building beside wow. a church and thought it was, you know, it was a brand new metal building. And, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about the train. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, but yeah, so I actually, uh, so I was pushing on the window to see how much ass I was going to have to get into this church. And the motherfucker <laughs> broke, so I went ahead and just kicked the rest of it out. I was like, well, let me go in and get inside of here. I wound up cutting myself, bleeding all over the floor of this place. The cops uh, came. They called the pastor. The pastor said, look, man, just help me pay for the window, and it's all good. I said, cool. So I sent him the money. Um, cool. 
but Brian brought up the, the train stories. <laughs> this is, yeah, I'm going to hell for this. But anyway, so I had made a, like a Moses walking stick, right? I made this healthy walking stick. I was like, you know, if I'm doing this, I'm going to be, you know. Yeah. So I'm walking. So, <laughs> so I'm walking down the train tracks to get off the highway, get away from the busy road, you know. Right. And uh, I don't know how I didn't hear this train. I <laughs> all I know is that something told me to turn around and I turned around and the train seemed to be at a pretty good distance, but I just heard this high pitched noise and I was saying, man, they're blowing the horn at me, you know? And then I noticed how fast this son of a bitch was going. I was like, this fuck is about to hit me. So I jump off the tracks and run through the woods and get to the road as the train goes by me. This high pitched noise that I was hearing was the fucking brakes. They were locking this thing down. And oh. I, so it stops about a hundred, 200 yards, somewhere between 100 and 200 yards in front of me. The front of this train comes to a start, stop. So I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, damn, they'd have killed me. You know, they would have never stopped. So I'm walking with this walking stick and I hear this guy on the front of this train, you stupid mother, you dumb. So I grab the walking stick and start tapping the ground in front of me like I'm fucking blind. <laughs> no, like I didn't, I was just, I just, I didn't, I just started tapping, like just ignoring him, just tapping the ground, man. I was like, God. Uh, so if your Amazon packages were late in May, I'm sorry about that, or March. <laughs> Did they buy it? Did they buy it? I, I, I don't. I don't know. Well, he never came up to me and said oh, anything. No, so, God. so maybe. But I mean, that was the. Uh, and then I got rid of the walking stick and I quit walking down railroad tracks. So oh, like, I'm not awesome. gonna do that. That's worth the whole interview right there. That's a clip right there. Broken <laughs> church and act like you're blind. Yeah. Definitely yeah. going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you yes, sir. Cause. <laughs> You know, it, 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 but, you know, I can I can say this, you know, I met, of all, you know, of all the good people that I've met, man, I can't say how many families took me in, how many people fed me, how many people offered rides, you know, um, it was it was amazing. Um, you know, I only had one encounter really with anything, anyone negative, And it was a group really? of guys. That, yeah, it was a group of guys that were trying to pretty much take my backpack. Um, they thought I had, they thought I had drugs. Like that was like, Hey man, you got any yay? I'm like, what the fuck is yay? (laughs) And then they're like, you got any fin? And then I kind of put two and two together. Like, damn, they're asking me if I got drugs, you know? And I was like, no, I don't. And then one guy crossed the street and started coming towards me. And I kind of backed up and took a stance. And then the other two guys were walking up the sidewalk, crossed the street and then started coming at me on my side of the road. And I was like, I can see you. Like, I don't understand what's going on here. And then they, they started talking, like, give me the backpack. Give me what's in the backpack. And so I pulled my shirt up, and I, and I remember this old saying that I had back in the day. And I was like, look, man, I got two things, bubble gun and hot lead. And I'm all out of bubble gum. And I pulled my shirt up and grabbed my pistol. And they're like, oh, you aren't who you thought. We aren't who you thought you were. And I was like, your next fucking victim? Like, leave yeah. the fuck alone, man. Yeah. That, and those were the only, and, I, you know, I walked through Memphis. I walked through right outside of Little Rock. I walked through Shreveport. Austin and didn't have any problems. This place was this tiny little town in Arkansas and, and it's called spring spring forest or forest city Forest city. And, and nobody warned, everybody warned me about all these big cities. Nobody warned me about forest true. city, fucking Arkansas, you know, oh, which wait, was yeah. you know, Where's forest city, Arkansas compared to you. He's probably not on <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but, but, uh, 
But you know, well, that was the only that was the only encounter I had with anybody remotely. Hey, I mean, and, for and the I, amount of walking, that that's not a bad <laughs> ratio, right there. No, and no, yeah. and and wildlife. I I I was praying to see some wildlife. You know, I was getting hungry some days, but I couldn't. I didn't see much, man. I seen a couple snakes and a and couple squirrels. Nothing, huh? Out in yeah. the wild. Wow, but you know, it's probably a good thing I didn't have to shoot anything considering while I was walking. Green <laughs> but, but what Green is it? Forest? Green forest? No, I think it's called Forest City. Okay. Huh. Well, man, Jason, what an amazing yeah, story. So, I mean, like, we gotta we gotta keep it keep it going. Yeah. So yeah. What an amazing story. Thank you so much for uh for joining us. And that was that was great. Like, just I, I love the train story. I mean, the ending was was absolutely wonderful. Mike, give your paper. No, oh no, but I don't. I gotta no, I don't have it printed out. But you I'll don't. have to I, I'll have to pull up the the email. Sorry, we got a little. Did little you know? Did well, you, let, let's finish with Jason. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. We probably should do it up front. We got to rem remember to do that up front. Yeah. Well, Jason, uh, one last really hard question for you. Uh, yeah. You're chilling at, at the end of the night. You know, what's what's your go-to drink? Uh, if I have a, a choice, it's going to be uh, <laughs> Jack Dan Jack Daniels and Mountain Dew. Um, Jack that Daniels really? and Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, very good. And if it's not that, it'll be straight scotch and a good cigar. So Nice. So. I try to I try to be bougie, but I'm not. <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to get Bro, trying to give me a I'm not a wine guy except on Thursday nights. Yeah. Mm. Hey man, they got this stuff called cupcake. You can buy on food line. I'll drink that. <laughs> it's like three ninety nine at your at your lawns. Uh, yeah, shit. So, uh, love it. <laughs> That's funny. That's but, made right up the road from us here, actually. Really? In Napa. Yeah, I'm definitely coming to see you guys then. <laughs> oh, Mikey! Mike's the wine guy. I, I'm, Michael, the, I'm the yeah. wine freak. Yeah, they. My uh, wife and I. I come over here and and get to venture into some some stuff that I definitely am not part of, but I yeah. enjoy it. I enjoy it. I don't spit it out. I hear you. Well, you know that was that was you know most alcohol. Like I can't. I don't really drink any now. You know at all, hardly. But you know special occasions and stuff. Like I said, man, throw a little bit of Gentleman Jack and some Mountain Dew. That was my stepdad. He raised me. That was his drink of choice. And I said, man, let me try that one day. And it was I couldn't taste the the liquor hardly at all. I was like, you know, this probably gonna get me hammered. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so it was kind of stuck. Okay. Where do you come from, Mikey? What? You wouldn't know about cupcakes, Eric. You... <laughs> <laughs> well. I, I think you guys got 13 days done. left of work and he's going to bust my chops all the way to the end. Ain't he? <laughs> he, he, <Love> is. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, woo pigs. What's that flavor taste like? Mountain Dew and. <laughs> yeah, I don't Mountain. know. I don't it know. just tastes like Mountain Dew, man. You just throw you wow. a shot in a, in a, in a, in a, a little liquor glass. It's, it's <laughs> good. So. Well, Jason. Thank you very much. Like I yeah, said, I we'll get you. we'll get your site, we'll get your TikTok up. Yeah, uh, we'll put all that we, on there. when we post this on all the podcasting sites. I appreciate it. Available on YouTube all the time. You're now uh, embroiled on the internet forever on this. Um, so yeah. thank you for what you what you did. Um, yeah. Thank you for what you continue to do with Renovet. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. 
to do what you're yep. doing. Yep. I, and, I appreciate uh, you guys for having me on, man. That means a lot. I appreciate it. I and and uh, Brian Roof, I love you too, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. He is. He's, he's solid. Well, thank you very much. Hang out if you'd like. We can chat real quick after after we get out of here. Yes, sir. We just got a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. All right. Absolutely. All right, thanks. Again, Jason Rhodes with Renovet. And uh, go check him out on TikTok. Check out his site. We'll get it all posted. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. How do you do? So, uh, we do have to do that, right? Yeah, you want to so, send it to me, or you want to do it? No, it's, I have. I just have it on the on here. So, um, don't forget all that. Contagion effect can now be heard on Reese Across America Radio. Uh, you can hear that at on Tuesdays at 11 p.m. Eastern time. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeart Radio app, Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Um, just search the word Reese. So we're excited about that. It's pretty cool. Uh, you'll see it's it's always kind of weird for me for the timing because we have our show uh, that we do live Thursday and then we kind of get reposted on Tuesday and I'm already planning on the next Thursday. So it kind of messes with my head. Yep. Uh, but Eric, another great job getting another great guest. Thanks, buddy. Thank you to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else for the show tonight? Uh, yeah. Uh, next week, Ducey. Ducey's Outfitter Outfitters Ministry. That's going to be a big show. That'll, that'll be a lot of uh, a lot of comments coming up. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate what Jason had, man. You know, the true, honest, down to earth, just, man, I, I just, I heard something. I need to go do it. Raising money, raised over $4,700 worth of, uh, worth of funds to, and we uh, need to keep to helping help that out oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah and like I said, vets. like I said, contagion effect through a little, do some ducats on it. So, you know, we always want to help our vets when we can. And again, tag us, subscribe, like, <laughs> subscribe, send us stuff. I love that. You know, Tato. No yeah. No he, shit, he got me right? tired when he was just talking about his working yeah. out for 12 hours. Yeah. So I, yeah. I get you. So yeah, no, I uh, appreciate all you guys. Uh, you know, you know, we are, we are one community and we all belong together and, and we like to help each other out and be a part for sure, man, you know, you know, we don't say, oh, man, you know, we're not part. Now we're part of it, man. I appreciate all you guys, too. You know, and I know, I know we talked throughout the week and and uh, just, you know, Jay, check on the veteran, man. Check on the veteran. Check out our friend, uh, you know, because we may say that we're good, but you never know what happens. So remember, dial 988 or text 838-255 uh, for help. And again, you can always message us and get a hold of us. And uh, we're there for you guys. So Thank thanks, you, everyone. Deuces. Deuce. Deuce.